Well, we're at an interesting point in our church year. This is the second to the last Sunday in our church year. And there are two lessons that I'd like to call out from our gospel and our readings this morning. And the first is this. You and I are not the general managers of the universe. We are not the general managers of the universe. And the second is a little slogan that I borrowed from Caribou Coffee. That's why I have my mug here. And that is, life is short, stay awake for it. We'll get to those in a moment. Well, I'd like to start with the first lesson. You and I are not the general managers of the universe. There was a wise African priest that I saw for confession for a couple of years. He became my confessor. And he used to say this to me all the time in the confessional, Timothy, you are not the general manager of the universe. And he said that to me because I have a tendency to sometimes worry about things, overthink things, try to take control over situations that I'm not supposed to take control over. And so it was a good reminder, you are not the general manager of the universe. In our gospel today, we hear those words, we know not the day or the hour. We know that only the Father knows that. And so you and I, on our life of faith, are called to surrender our will to God's perfect will. Surrender our will to God's perfect will. And we recognize in doing that that God has a perfect plan for each of our lives. Every one of us here this morning, God has this beautiful plan for our lives. And he wants to fulfill that plan in us. And so our business is to surrender our will to his so that our wills become one. I brought a rope here. Let me grab that. I like to think of this business about our will and God's will like this rope. And God has one end of the rope. He's always got his hand on the rope. He never lets go. And if I'm in his will, I have my hand on the other end of this rope. And as we know from our study of discipleship over these last couple of years, a disciple is one who follows Christ. And so if I'm following and the Lord has one end of the rope, I'm going to just hold on to the rope and follow where he leads me. And that works pretty well some days, right? But there are days when I get a little frustrated or I get a little worried or anxious because I'm not sure where we're going. We start heading down a path that I'm not too sure about and I let go of my end of the rope. I become the general manager of the universe again. I want to run things my own way. I'm not sure what God's plan is and I'm not willing to stick around to find out, so I let go of the rope. But thankfully, God is patient with us. And so he waits there until we pick up our end of the rope again and we begin to follow him. And so it's a way that I like to think about staying in God's will. Saint Maximilian Kolbe, one of my favorite saints, described holiness this way. He said, our will, using a small w, plus God's will, using the big w, equals holiness. The more that we surrender our will to God's perfect will in our lives, the more we become holy. And the more often we do this, the more often we trust in God and surrender our will, the easier it gets to do it the next time. 
And little by little, bit by bit, day by day, God makes us holy. We know in our Catholic teaching that each one of us is part of the universal call to holiness. Holiness is not just for people who are ordained or people who live in cloistered communities. Holiness is for each one of us. And that holiness and that path to holiness is going to look a little different for each one of us, right? God has a little different plan. So holiness does not exist in doing everything perfectly because we won't. But with God's grace, we can hang on to that rope hopefully a little bit longer and let God lead us. Holiness is God's business. We can desire it, but we can't will it. And we certainly can't do it on our own. And so we need to take up all the grace that we can receive every single day. God reveals his plan to us for our lives through the working of the Holy Spirit. And as we get quiet and we listen for that still small voice, God speaks to us and begins to reveal that plan for us. I want to find the marketing guy who wrote this beautiful slogan, and I want to give him a hug. This is the most wonderful Catholic thing I've ever seen. Life is short, stay awake for it, right? We get this little wake-up call at the end of our church year. The end is coming. We don't know when. We don't know how it's going to be accomplished, but we know it's coming. And so we want to be awake and alive to God's presence and action in our lives. Now, I am not a coffee drinker, I will confess. I'm a diet soda junkie. But my youngest daughter works for Caribou Coffee, and I drop her off for work every morning. And when I drop her off, I see these cars racing into that parking lot. You've got to be really careful, because these people are going after their caffeine in the morning. They'll knock you over. But they're trying to get this jolt. They're trying to get this caffeine to help them to get through the day. God wants us to be awake to these channels of grace that are available to us. We might think of it as like spiritual caffeine, if you will, all right? And we encounter that grace very powerfully every time we encounter a sacrament, in particular the Eucharist. At every Mass, we receive the very presence, the very body and blood of Jesus Christ. Tremendous grace flows from this sacrament every time we receive it. And the more we can open our hearts and our hands to receive openly, the more God will change us through the grace of that sacrament. We encounter grace through our everyday practices, things like praying the rosary, praying chaplets, our devotional time, our time in prayer, the time that we're able to be quiet and just listen to God. We encounter God in the word very powerfully, in the scriptures, in our spiritual reading. And we encounter this grace in the everyday moments of our lives, the people that God places in our path, the events that happen in our lives. And if we can hold on to that rope during all of that, God will change us by his grace. Did you know that you and I are rich beyond our wildest imagination. We hear in our psalm this morning, Psalm 16, you are my inheritance, O Lord. 
What a beautiful gift God has for us. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Reminds us of the vast riches of our faith. And so God calls us to come with our hearts open and our hands out to receive this beautiful inheritance that he wants to give us. And we hear those words in the verse of the psalm today, you will show me the path of life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. If you have an opportunity this week, open your Bible to the psalms and pray Psalm 16 and really let that psalm wash over you. You are my inheritance, O Lord. When you and I accept that we are not the general managers of the universe, we can relax and let God be God and not worry about people and situations, but just try to hang on to that rope through the difficulties of life. When we come before the Lord with our hearts open and our hands extended, he's going to fill us with the good things that we need in this life. When we choose to live awake and alive to God's presence and action in our lives, we're more open and more disposed to cooperate with that grace that he always provides. I want to invite you, if you're able to stand for just a moment, please. We're going to do a little Pentecostal thing here in this church. We have spent the last two years talking about how you and I are called to be disciples of Christ, to be followers of Christ, led by the Holy Spirit, and called to be Christ's light in this world. So I'm going to ask for some amens here this morning, all right? Be ready. God is changing hearts in our midst, amen? Amen. St. Peter's is becoming a place of healing. Praise God. Father Stephen and I are hearing this more and more over and over from people day after day that they're being healed in this place because of your presence and because of the action and power of the Holy Spirit in this community. God is pouring out, pouring forth his Holy Spirit upon each of us and leading us in new ways. Amen? Amen. The Alpha Program is a prime example of the way in which God is pouring out his Holy Spirit upon our community. We're seeing beautiful fruit from that program. Our Adoration Chapel is bringing many people to a close encounter with the Lord. God has a unique mission for every single person in this church today, amen? Amen. God will not be outdone in his generosity, so you and I don't need to be afraid anymore. God will give us everything we need to do his work, amen? Amen. Fear is not of the Lord. Fear is a tool of the enemy of our human nature, and we need not be afraid anymore, Amen? amen? All right, have a seat, beautiful. We gave the Pentecostals a run for their money this morning, that was beautiful. All right, well, as we prepare to receive Jesus in the Eucharist this morning, Let us open our hearts to be changed by his love. Let us open our hands 
to receive his very presence and take it into our bodies and allow the grace of that Eucharist to change us in ways that we could never imagine. And let us this morning, as we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, renew our commitment to hold on to that rope and follow wherever he leads. Amen?